Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. And today we have Brother Lee again. Brother Lee, twice in a row. This is this is good stuff. It's like the old old days. <laughs> Excited to be back. Yeah, I had a, I had a sabbatical there, a rest. I, I just called it old days, and <laughs> here I am looking at us, and we're the two of the older yeah. uh, members of teachers of our class. So I guess it's old days in a couple ways. Uh, but, man, we're, we're excited. This podcast, just to be very uh, upfront, is going to be all over the place. We actually didn't have Sunday school this last Sunday. Right. or. I did, but in a different state, <laughs> and but at home we didn't uh, we didn't have it here. But we'll recap what did happen, and we're yeah. going to be talking about a variety of topics. Quite frankly, probably whatever pops in our head yeah. as we okay. chase rabbits down whatever trail they be on. So, where do you want to start, Brother Lee? What works for you? Uh, do you, Do you want to start with them? Uh, you have a list. How about the message last night? I, I like. Absolutely. You know, we used to, we've done that before. Where after a Wednesday night, we'd meet. It'd be late by the time we get done. But it, it seemed like the lessons were. We had several. I thought were some of the better podcasts. Uh, just the topics and the preaching just kind of went along with something kind of inspirational. And uh, I thought last night was was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was awesome. We had Brother Harris here, Evangelist uh, Nathan Harris, and he preached the lights out. But yeah, he definitely preached a message that is very applicable, well, to, I guess, every part of ministry, whatever it is. Um, but, man, it sure works for bus ministry and Sunday yeah, school. So yeah. why don't you start us off? Well, so the title, uh, if you go, I, I assume everybody can go online and, and listen to it. It was called, uh, It's Not Complicated, It's Commitment. Yep. And uh, so no matter what, like Brother Philip just said, if uh, no matter what you're doing, um, you know, don't don't make things complicated. But it, if you get to the root of it, it's probably a commitment problem. If you're struggling in some area, you're probably not really committed to it. Is basically kind of the gist of the message. Yep. But, I, but I, as I was sitting there, I'm thinking, you know what? Um, uh, again, we uh, there's great Sunday school programs across the country, but I think we got a lot of people committed in our team here um, that are really that are really committed. I, I, I I'm impressed. When I sit back there, I usher on, on Sunday nights, and uh, uh, I love seeing uh, some of our teachers bring in, you know, they have a trail of, of uh, kids from Sunday school that they've gone out on their own, you know, during the day and, or, or night before the service and picked them yep. up and brought them, <clears throat> it's and awesome. it's totally on their own. Um, that just shows commitment, and it's kind of funny. It was one of our teachers. Um, I think she went to the restroom about six times during the service. Um, probably not her, but, but her with a trail of it was like a, like a like a, a mother hand with like little duckling or well, I guess they wouldn't have ducklings following them, <laughs> but uh, but chickens following. It was really kind of cute and just kind of watching them and just kind of you know. But it showed the commitment and. Uh, I just thought that was a really great message. and Absolutely. I, I took a lot of notes on that. Um, one thing that, that really I, I, I thought was such a great point, <clears throat> basically he was talking about a lot of people can overly complicate every situation in life. Like I, I haven't – and th- he may not have said this specifically, but this is interpolated from what he said. Some people – are struggling to find the will of God in their life, or some people are struggling to find their place in the church, or some people are trying, you know, they're they're just, it feels so complicated to try to find what they're actually supposed to be doing for God. Or really, if you just find something, Mm -hmm. just do something, whatever it is, just pick something Mm -hmm. and do it with commitment and do it with everything that you have. 
you're going to be a success. Mm-hmm. I, whatever it is, and, and if you if you do it and, and it, you end up, you know, this maybe isn't for me. Find something else. But man, we really do overcomplicate the will of God sometimes. Um, Brother Von Morton said, "The will of God is the present duty. Whatever you're challenged to do at that time, whatever it is, do it with all your heart and just commit to it. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it'll go, it'll go places like like Sunday school. I I promise you, if you had asked me when I was even 15, 16 year olds old, what I wanted to do and be when I grew up, Brother Lee, Sunday school wasn't even on the radar. It wasn't. I, I hadn't, it It wasn't an ambition I had since I was a kid. It wasn't anything I aspired to be. It wasn't anything I avoided. It just, it just wasn't even something I considered. But the reason I'm all wrapped up in it now is because I got, you know, dipped my toe in it. Let's see what this is all about. And oh man, this is fun. Got more into it, more into it, more into it than bus ministry. And pretty soon it's like taken over my life <laughs> so yeah. this is this is everything i want to do it's all i think about anymore yeah yeah uh, but it sure didn't start there yeah it started just by by picking something and and doing it and just seeing what happens it's like uh i heard it said you know you try off try on enough coats you'll find one that fits eventually yeah, yeah. but i've seen people that just stand in front of the closet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> indefinitely <laughs> thinking oh man i just there's so many choices i don't know what to do right. he said one thing that was awesome and i wrote this down too it was people are always trying to leave their options open hmm. that's dumb Mm-hmm. Just dive into the work of God and do something. Yeah, Just yeah. do it, and mm-hmm. and you can always you know do something else later. But mm-hmm. man, I, it was it was good. Well, you know, and and just I, I kind of applied. I was thinking about work and and commitment and faithfulness. Uh, I know as uh, in the past when I've been a manager of people and whatever, uh, the one thing that bugged me the most were people that were always calling off work, you know, and not showing up. Uh, I'd rather have somebody that I know is going to be there. They may not be the smartest worker I have, but if you can count on them, they're going to be there. I'd rather take that person any day over the most brilliant worker than <laughs> the know-it-all sometimes that's there half the time. And um, so kind of like in line with like our, our workers, and, and, and I'm not going to put words in, in your mouth, but... Uh, you know, we have Sunday school teachers, and ones that you can count on, you know, are going to be there are probably more valuable than ones that just last minute are not showing up. Or Yeah, can you something. turn the gain up a little bit there, Ridley? It looks a little low on the recording. I want to make sure okay, that. Okay, And we got a phone call, too. Testing one, two, three. Check, check. A little bit. Maybe we just yeah. need to eat the mic more. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. It's probably all right. Um, I'm sure we can turn it up later. So sorry for the interruption. Um, as we mentioned before, these podcasts are are, are pretty raw. Um, we don't edit them hardly at all. I think there's only been a couple of times I ever had to cut anything out. Um, we don't want to be so uh, obsessed with the quality that we never <laughs> do it. And, and sometimes we'll still not do them. <laughs> So we're doing the best we can. Yeah. I'm sorry, Billy. We're in the middle of saying yeah, something. I was just saying, you know, fa- uh, commitment and faithfulness, I think, go hand in hand. Oh, you were talking about and, our workers. And workers, teachers, yeah. you know, my workers, employees, ones that showed up. You yeah. know, I appreciate it so much more than ones that just, you just never know if they were going to be there or not. You know, and they knew yeah. how to play the, the the attendance games, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, But workers, having Sunday school workers that you know you can count on. I mean, I, I know things come up, and he, he mentioned that, but... I, you know, I can look back in the years that I've been in church. Um, 
I don't think we've ever sat down and, you know, I don't think I want to go to church tonight. And he mentioned something about, you know, you don't go to church once and then next thing you know, you're missing another service and then now you've gone a whole week without going and it it gets a snowball effect i think that it can lead to you know bad choices and uh, not going and and i mean there are times obviously if you're really sick or something you know things come up life happens and you you miss and uh but just to i just can't fathom ever i, I hope i never get to that place where i can where i'm sitting home ah honey that's just uh it's just you know hang out at home tonight and listen online or for whatever you know yeah. I, I don't know what i don't know what else i would do i i i i i get sad when we don't have sunday school i i miss it you, you start to miss it and, and going back to you know like maybe you're sitting there thinking like you were just saying just try something um i like the way we have our sunday school and we, i think we talked about it i think we had a list i think we came up with like 20 30 roles or something you can have or positions things you can do involved with sunday school on a day-to-day basis you know if you don't know what to do just go out there dip your toe in like you said and just try it uh, maybe it's just bringing donuts you know one day or just hanging out and being uh, you know just sitting in the crowd and just kind of you know being a body just sitting there not really doing anything is doing something you're you're keeping the kids are a little you know a little hesitant to get out of control um, and you're not really you know uh you know like having to prepare much or something but just to kind of feel the atmosphere of what sunday school is all about but there's so many different things and the way we have it broken out into bite-sized little pieces you know leading a song or, or just going over the rules or something like that that they're you know because a lot of people getting up in front of people it's hard um but i think giving it a try and just seeing what's there at least the way we do it um if you're especially if you're trying to grow your your sunday school yeah. and you're you know struggling getting people to help uh, maybe try to you know make it a little more appealing in some ways you know yeah i think a good sign of commitment of someone that's committed to something is that they think about it more than just when they're actively doing it um our sunday school team here and I, i'm so so thankful for the the team that god's put together here it's just it's i've never experienced anything like it it's wonderful but every one of our our team almost without exception is constantly talking about it. They're constantly preparing for it. They're constantly doing stuff. Are, we have a, a WhatsApp chat. And if you don't have something like this, I really recommend it because it, it creates such a sense of community and a sense of sharing. Um, our Sunday school team and our bus team, they have two separate WhatsApp uh, chat sessions. And there's just so much banter on there and, and, and a lot of silliness, of course, but there's a lot of really just fun stuff. Hey, guys, look, at the, I just found this. Um, I'd like to do this on Sunday. Can someone help me? Um, and every time we get a text like that, it pops up. I don't want to mute that chat ever. The reason is because it reminds me of Sunday school. And in case I haven't, uh, it, it's not in enough awareness of the week. You know, I, I want to be constantly thinking about what I'm doing Sunday yeah. or how we can make Sunday as good as it can be. And sometimes in the past, and I'm not proud of this, but there's been weeks that I literally never thought about it until Saturday. Yeah. And that's yeah. awful. What a place to be in. Yeah. But now, as long as you don't mute that chat, <coughs> teachers, yeah. uh, no, there's a lot of silliness that goes on there. Uh, but uh, as long as you don't mute that, every time you get a text and you read it, it's like, oh, Sunday school. And it just yeah. brings it back to your mind one more time. So I, I think that's a great sign of commitment is how often do you think about it during the week? Yeah, and I think it just kind of energizes the group. Um, and, and like you said, it keeps us focused. And uh, well, 
I'm focused. <laughs> Not on work, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, it's fun. It's Even your kinda, silly jokes. But it, really. it is. There's yeah. There's. But it just kind of leads in, and then we, you know, we do talk about the upcoming topics and and uh, and throw out ideas, and uh, and that was good. I like the way you and uh, I think it was Sarah talked about how the different lessons you were gonna do, and and. Um, uh, to make sure you didn't just copy uh, or duplicate, overlap, overlap yeah. each other too much, and um, but yeah, it's it's, it's fun, it makes it a lot of fun. So. Yep. So we are um, normally would recap our most recent Sunday here at in the Lighthouse, um, and we will, but in a very different way because we didn't have Sunday school. Uh, we had our family day every time. There's five Sundays in a month. You've heard this before, but we have a family day. It's where our church gets together. We have a one service on Sunday. This is the only time of the month that we actually have only one on Sunday, but um, every other time we have a 10 a.m. and a 6.30 p.m., but we have one service followed by just a great time of fellowship, and this is a, a big focus on fellowship for our church. We have a lot of visitors, a lot of new people, a lot of new converts, and the pastor and the, the, the church makes a real big focus on just connecting drawing people in, getting them involved, letting them meet people on a, a level outside of the church service. Because sometimes in the church building, you don't really get to know people sometimes. Yeah, Even yeah. if you stay and talk afterward, it's it's about the things of God, which is the way it should be. But after family day, you just get to hang out and talk, right? Yeah. You know, what do you do for a living? Uh, what, do you, what do you like doing? What, oh, oh, you, you like... Uh, I don't know, golf. Me too. Me too. And talk about it. It's, it brings a, a sense of uh, connection that you just don't develop any other way. So anyway, that's the way our family days operate. But while we don't have Sunday school as such, we do encourage, we don't force them to by any means, encourage our teachers and bus ministry to pick up their kids. This is in your own personal vehicle. And when you bring them, it's a big commitment because you <laughs> commitment again. There it is. Because yeah. uh, you are responsible for that child or those children for the entire length of time that they're here at the church. So it's not just an hour of Sunday school. It's an hour and a half of service followed by however long you stay afterward, usually from three till eight o'clock or so that a lot of people hang out and they'll play basketball and volleyball and everything until yeah. really late. Um, so, you know, you might be in charge of a kid for five or six hours Yeah, and they're willing to do it. And in, in many cases, maybe sacrifice a little bit of their own enjoyment that they would have for the day because now they're having to concentrate on some uh, some some kids. But again, they're so committed that they're willing to make that exchange. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Again, and, and, and I think it's good having a route too. I think it's good for I think it's good for the church too to yeah. see you know um, that you know our teachers are out there. Um, working with the kids, you know, outside of I love Sunday it. morning. So, yeah, it's good. Absolutely. So that was our family day. Um, but having a off Sunday, a Sunday we didn't have Sunday school in the fellowship hall, does give us a little bit of a break. And in that break, we were able to swap out all of our uh, props and theme yeah. in the fellowship hall. Now, Brother Lee, you're the only one of our Sunday school <laughs> team that even knows this. So until yeah. they hear this podcast, they don't know because I did like a ninja exchange yesterday. <laughs> had a little bit of free time and our team has been basically covering for me for the last little bit because i've been gone a lot and so rather than send out a text and say guys can you stop everything you're doing and come help i was like you know what i'm just going to do it and not bug anybody (laughs) so yesterday we set it up and we are now in space that's right we took our junior camp theme and set it up in our fellowship hall and so that is our our current theme is is space 
It looks um, really good. It's it's a lot of fun. We had some great uh, young people from our church paint all of these props uh, for our junior camp, and now we're able to put them on display here. And uh, it'd be, be neat to uh, be able to show people this is what the Mercado girls can paint. Like they're really good. They yeah. did a great job. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, and then our massive banner. So we printed out a banner for our kids' night that was 48 feet long, 14 feet high, huge billboard size banner. We used it for that. Then we used it for junior camp. It didn't quite use junior camp, so we had to trim it a little bit to make it fit. Well, now we're in an even smaller space in the fellowship hall, so it's been trimmed again. So our 48-foot by 14-foot banner is now probably... I think the only remnant I have left is probably 20 feet by 10. <laughs> so we still have a few pieces, but but it's it's definitely served its purpose. We've, yeah, we've yeah. used it well. I'm going to have to uh, – it reminded me. So um, you, you mentioned some lights, uh, black lights. I have some black light reflective UV um, – Balloons for like blowing up. That's animals. right. We used them for the yeah. kids service, yeah. huh? So I got to get you those. I still got a bunch. To and act, so in fact, we have cool. black light spotlights that we bought for our space thing. I forgot. I got to go find them. Yeah. I don't know okay. where they're at. But I think Larry cool. knows where they're at. But we'll get those hung, and then we'll get some really cool space effects in there. That'll be fun. And uh, uh, I don't, I don't know if we, we'll have to see if we can tie in. We're going to try to film this weekend i think right we are so saturday um, at 1 30 we're going to record and we're just going to record whatever pieces can so show we'll get to see the uh the new set they'll be able to see the new set and they'll be able to see sunday school before it even happens assuming yeah. i get it edited in time <laughs> yeah, i don't know if yeah. I, I doubt it will quite frankly yeah. um but oh speaking of that so we want to record more we want to post more but i was thinking um if I go into Apostolic Sunday School and I do a search for Fruit of the Spirit, I'm not going to find any of the recent stuff that we've done, right? Even the ones that we've actually recorded. So if, if we recorded a Sunday that was all about the Fruit of the Spirit, Apostolic Sunday School doesn't know those exist, right? I mean, it's on the YouTube channel, but the, the website doesn't connect automatically unless I force it to. Um, and so what I'm thinking is in some of those Sundays that we've recorded, there are songs that we could clip out. There are skits that we could clip out. There are uh, object lessons that we could clip out. And I'm thinking I'm going to go back through all of those Sundays. It'll take time. And just cut every chunk out or every meaningful chunk and post it as its own video. So say we have a skit on the rapture, which we do. But that's not on Apostolic Sunday School. So I'll clip it. And now I'm going to put a link on Apostolic Sunday School. So when you type in rapture, it's going to pull up that skit. And you can now... You know, see that skit. There, there may not be much text about it um, underneath the video. It may just be the video, but at least you'll now have a, a way to uh, index all of that material that is, in theory, it's on there. But there's no way of finding it without watching every single video. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna try to go through and do that. So if you see some repeated stuff on our YouTube channel, it's because we have clipped and reposted just a portion of a larger uh, class. So yeah, does that make sense? I, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time, um, but it, it'll also allow us to generate regular content. Um, I know like, I may have time to find a lesson and, and watch a, a three-minute lesson, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't have time to watch a 50-minute one. Yeah. Right, and so a lot of parents or teachers may feel the same way. Like they're not going to watch our whole Sunday school when we post it. Kids might, but teachers might not, and so they don't get access to maybe 
uh, anyway, what what they might be interested in. So we'll try. We'll see what see what happens. Yeah, but I think that's a good idea. Let's see here. How about um, the question? We got a question online. We had a. Uh, I'm going to pull this up real quick, Billy. Um, uh, fill in the dead air, Brother Lee. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, so I, I got motivated. You you posted, at least in our Sunday School chat, I don't know if you have it on there, and I, and I can't remember the guy's name, that friend of yours that wrote that Sunday School song. Yes, Jason I, Ashley. I, I'm He's gonna, awesome. I'm going to, uh, I got uh, uh, some music from, that I, uh, from, it's a, I'm going to fully plagiarize, is that right, plagiarize, when you take a song and steal it and make change the words to fit something up. So I'm kind of doing a song that's going to be kind of like the the uh, our, our repentance, our, our ch- chant, uh, our Acts 238 chant, but it's kind of more put to music, uh, but it's basically Acts 238 and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll test it out. Either we can practice it and play it or I'll, I was going to get Danny on a guitar um, to see if he could play the song but there's a couple uh, I've written it to actually two music themes and um, one of the one of the themes I didn't even know had words to it is from a um, forgive me for saying this it was a 70s movie a long time ago 1970s and uh, but the mu- I like the music to it and I thought it stuck with me all these years so I kind of wrote a song so maybe we'll be playing them song or something it inspired me we'll see how it goes nice that's awesome i think apostolics need to write a lot more kids music like a lot more brother tyler hodge wrote uh kids of the kingdom um but other than that there's really not very much um and so i'm to the point in life brotherly where it's better for me and you to write something and play it on the harmonica and the piano and we're not masters of it but we're you know we can get along and just record it and put it out there. And if you want to use it, great. If not, yeah. if you want to make fun of it, I don't care. It ain't going to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least we're putting out content of something that, hey, you know, this is a, something cool that we did in Sunday school. It may not sound the best. It may not be studio recorded. But let's get some songs out there. Silly yeah, jump yeah. around songs that have apostolic content, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the word Holy Ghost in there would be really cool, right? We have all these bouncing <laughs> yeah, around yeah. action songs, but very few of them yeah. talk about one God. Very few of them uh, talk about the doctrine. Uh, but it'd be really great to get those things in there. So, Well, you know, and it kind of leads to the whole thing. So I remember uh, before, I, I don't think you were teaching Sunday school, but long, we're talking 20-something years ago, we used to get those, the curriculum, a packet each month, and it was like a big envelope with yep. a whole bunch of stuff in there. I'd use very little of it. I, I felt like we're wasting, you know, I'd use it just because I felt like I had to because it, it was probably costly. I didn't, I didn't know, but I just had to, you know, just kind of like, but it inspired a few ideas, but we didn't really use much. Um, but I think that's kind of like the way it is here. There's a lot of stuff out there. But we often have to tweak it uh, to meet our needs and stuff. Well, why don't we just create our own stuff, you know? So Absolutely. Like, I love it. So a lady named Amanda uh, wrote us and she she had, had some comments for us, which was really uh, really nice, um, but she asked about um, some different materials, resources. So I sent those to her. Well, she just did a national night out, which we did as well. Um, it's it was a national night out, so I guess it's not just local to us. I did. What's funny is when she mentioned, it, I was like, "Oh, you guys do that too?" And then I realized, "Oh, national night out. This is this is across the nation thing." Um, and so she was telling us that they were doing uh, like a bus ministry community outreach. 
um, at their national night out. And it's very similar to what we did. And so she was asking a few questions. And her question after, first of all, she said it went great. They did animal balloons that went over really well. We did the same with ours. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but then she said, I'm, I'm going to read this real quick. We had a drawing for the backpack. Um, and on each ticket, there was a space to indicate if a family was interested in a home Bible study. We had nine people want a Bible study, which is exciting. Nine people. So excited to follow up with these families and see what God will do. Do you happen to know off the top of your head if you've discussed follow-up tips or best practices on a uh, podcast? So I don't think we have. Um, and, and honestly, we're, we're not all of this stuff. We don't claim to be professionals or experts, but we, we do really love it. And uh, so we'll just kind of talk about what, how we follow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully this is helpful. Yeah. yeah. But say we get it doesn't matter the source, whether it's from National Night Out, whether it's from a Saturday outreach whether it's someone that comes and visits the church, whatever it is, if we get information that someone is interested in either riding the bus, coming to church, um, what, what are some ways that we're going to follow up really? What are, yeah. some, what are some things that you do and the church does as well? Well, I, I like to take my camping tent and I go put up in their front yard and oh, say, I'm nice. not leaving until you come back to church. No. That's super effective. <laughs> so, How many times have you been arrested? <laughs> well, you know, in California, I think you're allowed to just pretty much put a tent, tent anywhere, anywhere you want. In private okay. property, doesn't matter. So, no, you know what? And I'm looking at one right now, a bag. Uh, so we can talk about how the church does it, a follow-up bag. But what I do is, I mean, if, well, if you think about it, um, unless you like, force them to fill out that form saying they wanted a Bible study or they want to follow up, they're, they're interested. So it's like, what better, you know, it's better than cold calling somebody, you know, at least they're interested and you got an excuse to show up. So I, I, what I do is, is if I get someone that's interested through either um, a good conversation or they filled out a form and said that they're interested in bus or whatever, um, or just the conversation at the door, at the, at the house, apartment or whatever, um, I don't. I don't give up on. It. I know the Bible. There's a scripture that says that if someone doesn't want the gospel, to wipe the dust off your feet or someone move on. I hate moving on. You know? Well, I think that's different. I <laughs> yeah. think that's someone that is like just disregarding totally it. Yeah, 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 basically get out of my face sort of stuff. But. So yeah. So unless they like you know just really tell me you know hey quit bugging me and whatever. And we've had conversations. Some you know very nice like hey well we we're going to another church or something like that. Well then you, you know okay well. Hey, I just I'm nice. I'll just say, hey, well, if you um, you know where we're at, come, you know, love to have you come back if you want to visit, you know, something like that. Right. But I, I like to just go back and repeat, and uh, I'll, I'll go to uh, visit a lady we had a good conversation with. We prayed with her on, in her front porch, um, and she hasn't been yet. But you know what? I'm not giving up. Uh, I stop by. I may give it a, a week or two, um, and then between visits or whatever, or I drop some clothes off one day, and I went back like a week or so later, and she was so thankful and she was so excited, and she shared them with her sister or something i think she said um but uh uh, just continue to follow up liz is great with uh text and talking to the kids and parents you know consistently um you know with following up with them and um so that's kind of what we do and then we just share all the different you know like family days and events and flyers and with you know whatever we're doing and um you know uh special things that are you know going to happen and uh just to try to keep encouraging them to you know come and check us out and and so just just being persistent i think is, is the persistent you know, is the key <clears throat> and i guess it depends like you said on the type of contact information that you have if you just have an address 
just keep going to their house. So if we're on outreach and I see <clears throat> someone that responds really well, but doesn't come to our bus, um, I'm going to make it a point to visit them every time I'm doing outreach. Every time. I'm not going to make a big deal. I'm not going to drag it out. I'm not going to make them dread seeing me. But I'm just going to say, hey, it's so good to see you again. I was just checking to see if, you know, if you're going to be coming this Sunday, we're doing something really fun for the kids. Mm, yeah. And I'll really uh, emphasize what we're doing that week, even if it's nothing big. We're giving Otter Pops. Hey, today we're giving Otter Pops. You know how hot it is. Oh, my goodness. We're giving Otter Pops until they just get sick. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have so much fun. And uh, whether they come or not, like you said, unless they're making it super clear, I don't want you coming here anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to stop. I will hit that door until they move or they come. Like one of the two. <laughs> I, why not? Yeah, What's yeah. it going to hurt? Um, and if you have a phone number, that makes it gives you some other options as well. <clears throat> Maybe you shoot them a text. Hey, by the way, we're having a family day this weekend. Uh, we'd love to have you. We just have some fun fellowship hangout. No pressure. We just love to have you. If you need a ride, I'll come pick you up. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and now a text. <clears throat> they don't even have to respond if they don't want to. It's not like they have to even get up and answer the door. Yeah. In addition to knocking on the door on Saturdays, <clears throat> maybe it's a phone call. You can call them real quick. Hey, just checking with you. Just seeing you know what, what you guys are up to. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. I know it sounds weird, but we just very persistent yeah without being annoying yeah so you got to find that line of the person you're you're talking to and read the mood of the conversation know the relationship that exists and if you can tell you're starting <clears throat> to grate on their nerves change what you're doing yeah. go every other week something just don't lose contact but still maintain contact well you know <clears throat> wait that made no sense don't <laughs> lose contact but change the way that you're contacting yeah. i'm sorry well and, and like you said uh, a lot of times uh it's just uh, being out in front to to remind them that we're here uh so it's like uh, we talked just a little bit ago before the podcast uh it's a lot like selling you know so i'm selling conveyor belts and things now for the company i'm working for and i just shot a text out i think it was like Friday or last Friday or Monday or something like that and I you know on a, just to follow up on a customer that had bought something you know a, a month or two ago I said hey just letting you know if you let me know if you need anything and uh and just out of the blue yesterday he's, oh man I'm glad you wrote me I forgot yeah I do I need you know I need some belts because people get busy and stuff with life and you know they're running factories and whatever and uh so it, again it's kind of like a fine line between uh annoying but then a lot of times we're doing them a favor by reminding them oh yeah you know I, I do need to get something you know especially if it's something they need to keep uh, uh yeah you know something running in their factory you know because people get busy you know and i know that's uh, going back to the chat thing you know just reminding us you know we got topics we got this and that it just oh yeah I, what am i what am i doing again this week you know and uh so it kind of keeps us on on top of our game a little bit so yeah i love that you say outreach is like sales i was reading a book and they were talking about sales and the importance of it but how while a lot of people say oh it's the most important part of our business they don't act like it <laughs> and so <clears throat> they had a list of things a different sales points and i'm telling you almost every single one of them translated perfectly to outreach i'm just going to read a few yeah. number one uh make a sale you'll make a living sell a relationship and you will make a fortune and the reason that's so good is like Brother uh, Baglin always said, before he can win anyone to God, he has to win them to himself. He has to create a friend. He has to create a relationship. Yeah. Once he's done that, then he can lead them to God. But it's if they can't get past you, 
the odds of them making it to God through you are pretty low. So you got to genuinely be friendly and likable, <clears throat> treat people well, treat them the way you want to be treated. Um, but if you can create a relationship, you are going to have such a higher percentage of people coming to church than just a contact. Like driving to a drive-thru and handing someone a card is awesome. <clears throat> we do it all the time. But that doesn't generally turn into someone coming to church the first time. After you do it, I've invited this person for two years now. <clears throat> I've been talking to them. They know who my kids are. They know they know all this stuff, right? At that point, when they're ready to go to church, they're going to go. Yeah. And they're going to go to your church because they now have a relationship with you, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Here's another one. Um, uh, you need to work as hard to keep the business as you do to get it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, bus ministry, picking up kids, getting them on the bus the first time is exciting. It's really neat. You mm-hmm. know, such a shot in the arm, adrenaline yeah. rush, right? But keeping them can be just as much work. Getting them the second time, the third time, making them consistent bus riders where if they don't come on Sunday, it's a it's a, it's a odd thing, right? Where, where uh, they're just part of the church. Um, so you got to work as hard to keep them as you did to get them in the first place. Here's another one. Uh, people buy when they're ready to buy, not when you're ready to sell. That's so good. Yeah. Like you said, you maintain the contact, and when they're ready to buy, they're gonna come. They're gonna reach they know out. Where to get it from? They know where to get it from. Exactly. So um, that's like we've knocked the same apartment complexes literally for the last ten plus years. The same apartment complexes, and th- you know that that sounds absurd until you've been in the area, and now every single person knows us there. The families know us. Uh, the people in the street know us. When somebody move, new moves into the area, we can say, "Oh yeah, your neighbors. You know, they come to church, whatever." And and they're instantly, "Oh okay, they're part. They're part of the community." Um, and we've knocked on doors for a couple of years and invited their kids for years, and they just don't come. And then all of a sudden, they say, "Hey, can we come with you Sunday?" And you're like, well, "Of course you can. I've been inviting you for four years." So yes, we'd love to have you because they come when they're ready, not when you want them to come. That was so good. Um, how about um, let's, let's just do one more. So th- this is I already mentioned. This is the first time, but they studied businesses. They asked hundreds of business owners and executives how important they thought sales was to their business. Without exception, they all say it's absolutely essential to our survival and growth. Then they did a same a study on those same businesses. I'm turning my head to read my deal. That's why I'm kind of like fading in and out of the mic. Um, they found that those people that said it's absolutely essential only devoted about 11% of their time to it. Hmm. And so they're, they're, they're asking these people, if this is absolutely essential, why don't you devote more time to it? And everybody just said, well, I don't have time. Wow. That's bonkers, right? But, but you think about it for, for growth in a church. You know, we know outreach is essential, but a lot of churches don't do it or they don't focus on it. It's just kind of a little sideline. If you guys do, great. If you don't, that's why you're not growing. <laughs> Our church, thank God, is very focused on evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, for our church, if a visitor shows up, there's a lot of ways that we follow up with them. A letter gets sent to their house. We have someone physically drive a follow-up bag. That's the one you were referencing by looking at it. Um, it has a coffee cup in it, some candy in it, uh, some different uh, knickknacks in it from the church. Uh, there's 
flyers in there. <laughs> there used to be a CD of a message pastor preach. I don't think they do yeah. CDs anymore just because it, you know, people I think have that, CD yeah, players. Like you said flyers, so uh, depending on the age, if they got that information, like uh, what group, a care, you know, some are a different yep. care group or something that might be um, appropriate or yep. pertinent to what, whatever age they are. Yep. So they drop that off, and then when they come in the door, they have the reason we have their address to go find them is they filled out a visitor card. And that same visitor card allows us to now call them because we have their phone number and their email address. And so their phone number every Saturday, in addition to on the foot door-to-door outreach that we do, we also have a phone team. And they call every visitor that's ever came. Um, Now, they focus on the most recent ones first and kind of work their way back to the log or if they've received the Holy Ghost and they'll, they'll call them, follow up with them. Um, and then the emails. So we do what's called an email blast. And so I have a, a deal through MailChimp and we have all the visitors that have ever come unless they've opted out of the mail. Um, and we'll just send them anything new that's popping up. Hey, we have family day this week. This is when it is it's kind of the fun stuff. We'd love to have you and just blast it out to, you know, it's a couple thousand people. Yeah. So we we're trying not to pester them, but we want them to, Hey, when you're ready, we're here. When yeah. you're ready, we're here. Yeah. So that's, that's follow up in a nutshell, I guess, at ILC. So, well, and again, it's, and I think you know, uh, tying it all together, it, but especially, uh, what, I don't know if you, you didn't use this term, but uh, talking, what, what has a good talking? You can talk the talk, but do you walk the walk and being genuine and uh, you know and sincere? So when people come and stuff, especially when they come to something outside of a church service where you can interact with them, you know they're really seeing what you're really like and 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 being consistent. But I think I think again, people knowing that you're there, you're showing up and you're caring them, caring about them, and just uh, like the one lady I spoke to last a couple weeks ago uh, about the be free class, some of the different programs we have to help people. You know, and just being sincere, and you know that we're we're hey, we're here to, to help you. It's not like we're you know um, wanting to take anything from you. We're here to give, you know, and because it's, it's 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 so you know it's kind of fr- and sometimes it's frustrating because you sit here, you know how how I mean I love our church and there's a lot of great churches. I travel a lot and I visit other churches, but compared to being in the world and what I was like, you know, before um, and what the life is like now. It's like, man, I just want everybody to have it, you know. And I think just just trying to spread that out. I mean, you know, it, you know. And there some people may not want it, but that's just the way yeah. know, the way it goes, you know. Well, pastor said it before. Um, comfort comfortably lost people are really hard to reach. Mm-hmm. If they're comfortable, the money's good. Nobody they know is sick. You know, everything's going good. Kids are doing good. They the Bible says they 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 don't even know that they have that they need things right they, they say they have need of nothing they don't even know that they're wretched miserable and you know everything yeah. that the, the verse says um <clears throat> but it, when something happens yeah they're going to be seeking and now they have to know where to go you know yeah. a lot of people genuinely are, are looking for a place to go but we don't they don't know where yeah. they have no idea so we're just trying to make sure when something happens we're here we're yeah. here yeah. they know now this is another big deal that we tried to emphasize is that this is part of that that sales book that I was telling you about. It said, just never forget that a great marketing strategy will just make a poor product fail faster. Yeah. So if you're bringing people to a bad product, if you're bringing kids to bad Sunday school, if you're bringing kids to teachers that don't care, if you're bringing them to a church that doesn't care, if you're bringing them to just a boring place, you'll have a bunch <laughs> of one-time visitors. Yeah. 
And that's the last thing we're after. So we want people that come once, get hooked, and come for the rest of their life. That's the idea. And so, man, we got to get a product that they want to come to. And that's why we focus so much on making it fun and making it exciting. And uh, anyway, it's, it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. But there is nothing more intoxicating than inviting someone and them actually showing up. Yeah. There's just not. We were in uh, Kansas City this last weekend with uh, Brother Betts. And uh, they were uh, kicking off Sunday School and Bus Ministry. It's really exciting to see what's going on. Like They had their, their biggest pickup while I was there. I got to just kind of watch it happen. It was so cool. So they picked up a bunch of kids. Uh, but on that weekend, so we're really pushing outreach and Sunday School, and they already emphasize on this. Uh, he's, I think Gavin's trying to call me, so i got to talk louder over the ringer. Gavin, we'll call you back in a minute. Um, pushing outreach and Sunday School. So we're out on Saturday morning. We're inviting kids and uh, I have these balloons. We always make balloons on outreach. Well, I saw a family. They were just standing there. They actually had kind of like a little garage sale going on. So I ran over there and made balloons for the kids, talking to the family about coming. Well, while I was there, another lady, I didn't know even where she came from, comes up and she said, uh, can I get some help? Well, we're at a garage sale. So I think she wants help with the garage sale, right? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not from here, but I'm sure they'd be happy to help you. Everything, you know, I'm sure they'll help you find what you need. And uh, she said, no, I need your help. Pointed at me. I'm like, well, I, I would be happy to, but it's not my garage sale. She goes, I don't want a garage sale. I want you to help me move something. <laughs> We're on outreach. We literally have been on the street for less than two minutes. Like we just got there. So I said, okay, what do you need? She goes, uh, we have a truck full of furniture that needs moved upstairs. I promise this happened. I was like, okay. Um, you know, here I am in another city at another church. And I don't know what protocol is there. <laughs> you know, you just, but I'm like, I'm willing to move furniture if it'll get her to church. So I said, hey, uh, it was with Houston Betts. I said, Houston, let's, let's go help her real quick. So we ran across the street. And we're walking her. And I said, just just to make it clear, we're inviting people to church. I said, and we'll help you move this bookshelf, but on one condition. She goes, what's that? I said, if you come to church tomorrow, we'll help you get your furniture upstairs. And she goes, I'll be there. I said, okay. <laughs> she goes, I can't come in the morning. She said, but I'll be there tomorrow night. What time does it start? So we give her the time. She said, I will, I will be there. So, you know, when you hear that, you kind of like, mm, yeah, we'll see. Well, we help her move this bookshelf. Brother Lee, it thing was probably no, a couple hundred pounds. This thing was very heavy. We had a dolly, and it was like, it was horrible trying to get it upstairs. In fact, the stairwell was so short that it wouldn't stand up. I was literally laying down on the stairs pulling this dolly up because I couldn't stand it up. It was awful. We get this thing up there. We finally have a couple more boys from Outreach come over, and we empty the truck, get it all upstairs. And she said, I'll be there. I'll be there. She actually showed up. She came to church Sunday night. And I'm telling you, seeing her on the pew was like one of the most exciting things ever. It was like, you know, it was worth carrying a 4,000-pound bookshelf <laughs> upstairs for her to be here. And then while we're there, uh, we're driving. I was driving the church van um, around town. And uh, we were just left a restaurant. And a lady flags us down and she stops and she goes is this the church out on this road over here i said yeah have you ever been she goes nope and so we start talking to her and bottom line is it boils down to she wanted money for gas <laughs> that's where it ended up i was like oh wow okay all this for that i said how about this if you come tomorrow i'll give you money for gas again it's not gonna happen 
she showed up on Sunday as well. So she's there, the other lady's there. One came in the morning, one came at night, and so we gave her money for gas. But uh, they both, she was really praying too. It was really cool. Okay. So I guess I brought all that up to sometimes outreach is not as planned. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre, and you have to do stuff that you don't expect to do. Yeah. Remember when we painted that house on Bus Ministry? I don't know if you were there. It was me, Ashley Bennett, uh, Alex, a few other people. And we were at this house. We were inviting people. And they said something just in casual conversation about, yeah, we got to paint the house. The landlord's going to kick us out if we don't get it painted by this certain day. You know, it has to, I can't remember how it all worked out. And we said, can we do it for you? And she's like, what? We said, we're not good at it. We don't know what we're doing. But we're more than willing to help. And so we did. We had like probably 10 of us. We swarmed in this little apartment and painted the entire house in probably an hour. Like we were in and out. Did an awful job. Like we were, we, not intentionally, but we, we don't know what we're doing. But we painted it and they were happy. They were thrilled to death. And it wasn't something we expected to do when we went on outreach. But hey, it was cool. It was fun. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of um, your, your dad preached the message. Um, he went about doing good. Yeah. And uh, just yesterday, um, uh, I was driving with my wife, and um, there was a. I was in an intersection, and there was a guy that was. Uh, it looked like there was somebody in, in the passenger seat. I couldn't tell. It was pretty f- kind of far away. Um, but anyway, he, he had, the hazard lights went on, and he. Uh, uh, was kind of like at the intersection, but he's trying to push and back the, the the truck or the car he was in off the road a little bit, kind of get it out of the road. So he had a mechanical failure or whatever. And, um, and I'm sitting there and I wasn't, I was like several cars deep, you know, looking at this car across the intersection. And I'm like, oh man, he's like, oh, well, he's kind of going downhill. So he's actually moving the car pretty good. Just kind of like one foot out the car, kind of a deal. But then, he, you know, whatever. But then uh, I saw another car pulled out because I was going to try to get over there. But another car had stopped and, and helped him. But anyway, I said all that to say this. I've, I've helped people before pushing cars and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just not, not, just to do it, you know, because I'm there, and you know, and and uh, and and it, it's just kind of you feel good about it and stuff, and then but you never know what kind of conversation you might get, and and yeah. oh, you know, and you just happen to have a church card with you to hand it to them, and and you you know, you just never know, you and just, never uh, know. just went about doing good. So I, we and that, I think that goes to just you know, a lot, a lot of times you can't do that if you're you know an elderly person like, but you can do up. something. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do what you can, and uh, you know, but. Um, but anyway, so anyway, that's as neat it. that it happens. You this is this is such a random thought, but I was driving here this morning. I was listening to an audiobook. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, <clears throat> and something in there was do something every day that the person you're doing it for cannot repay you for. Hmm. And I was like, that's really good. Yeah, it just yeah. said, and a great way to make sure that they can't repay you is if they don't know you did it. Now, this is not about outreach. This does not apply to our conversation. This is just kind of got brought up. <clears throat> and I was thinking about that. Like, a lot of times we do stuff not necessarily because we want a reaction from the person that we're, we're doing it for. But, like, how cool would it be if we just, like, randomly did go, yeah. went about doing good without even telling the person who did it? Yeah. Like, nobody knows who did it. We just, like, did something really nice for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Slip them, uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks for, you know, they're going through a hard time. And they never even knew where it came from. You know, that's it, cool. Yeah, that is. You know, that reminds. I was reading a uh, an article on like brain mapping and stuff. I mean, there's some pretty 
incredible song. Yes, we are still in Sunday school right now, guys. <laughs> but this is this is so neat. It's uh, you know how we uh, you know it's, it reminds you of the scripture of like uh, don't let the right hand know you know don't stand there and like you know boast that you've been given this. I can't remember exactly what the scripture, is, but you'll know what it is. Um, you know we don't want that. You know we we don't do stuff to get pats on the back. But it's interesting. They're getting science is getting this article is really neat. So science is getting to the point where they can map the brain and they 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 can have uh, this program. You know, in this article was like lighting up different parts of the brain when when they're exposed to different things. But it was it was interesting. It was talking about giving and certain parts of your brain light up, but it only it it does it differently. If if you're giving something and you're expecting something in return, it it your brain lights up and responds differently than when you're totally giving something when you know there's absolutely no way that that person could do something back and it sends off like endorphins and, and these these chemicals in your body that make you feel good and whatever but your your body knows you know i mean that's like we're fearfully and wonderfully made but it's it's in, so so like you know uh it's like god knows well now the brain <laughs> which god created can tell you can hook you up to these electrodes and and it, it knows that okay why are you doing this and there, is there an ulterior motive what but if trip. you give stuff out in a like a true altruistic motive behind it where you don't expect anything in return it, it really wow. does something for, for your body so, man we're really chasing chasing yeah. rabbits but this this reminded <laughs> me of something else when you when you when we were saying that is there was there was a i think it was one of the malcolm uh, gladwell right he writes all the blink and all the different uh, what the dog saw and different different uh, really really interesting books but there was something in there he was talking about and, and I, I can't remember the terminology. <clears throat> it's been a while since I read it. But when someone is doing something as a volunteer, just to be nice, um, there, there, there's, I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. You need to go read it. But it was something to the effect of whenever you take it out of the volunteer and turn it into a paid thing, mm-hmm. like say Sunday school. If we all of a sudden said, guys, you guys are doing such a great job in Sunday school that we want to reward you for that, we're going to start paying you $200 every Sunday that you guys come. They said the second they started doing that, like like some of these uh, charity organizations, they had people that were just doing an incredible amount of work. And they felt so bad because they were doing it for free. So they want to reward them. So they gave them just a little bit of money. And now these people were mad because they were grossly underpaid for their work. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and literally they quit. They would quit helping because they felt like, oh, I'm only worth 200 bucks to you. Mm-hmm. No, you're worth way more than that. But we wanted to give you something just to let you know how much we care. But when you take it out of the volunteer and into a paid thing, all of a sudden it really does change the way we think. Our, our brains are weird where uh, now we're not doing it because <laughs> we love kids and because now we're doing it because we get paid for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a very interesting. We're, we're yeah. weird people, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We are. We have chased some rabbits <laughs> today. My word. <clears throat> How about one, one more? One more topic, really? Okay, one more. Uh, so National Night Out. Yes. We just talked about how Amanda did that. We did as well. Uh, Brother Gavin Barry is really good at. Uh, kind of keeping his pulse, uh, keeping the pulse of the city, knowing what they're doing, and getting involved in the community outreaches. National Night Out, for those of you that don't know, is typically almost every city across the nation is going to use this as a time to uh, make a community event. Um, In our area, they set up all kinds of booths. They have the fire department, the police department. There's everything from dunk tanks to music and 
uh, all the different organizations of the city are there just giving out stuff. It's just a huge community event. So we had two spaces at our national night out. Brother Gavin arranged all this, a lot of work. Um, and our outreach was just handing out water bottles that had been rebranded. We had in the lighthouse labels that we bought online. I think we bought like 5,000 of them for a couple hundred bucks. Um, and we, it's a pain. You got to do it yourself. You got to you know, put these, rip off the existing labels and then put these labels on them. Um, and then we did uh, twisting balloons, animal balloons. And if you haven't done animal balloons at a community event, you have really missed a good opportunity. Brother Lee, I wish we had a guess on how many balloons we made, but I know how many we went through. You know, you have some popped and you have some people to get doubles and all this stuff. But we went over 1,100 balloons, over 1,000 for sure, balloons that we went through with people. I literally, and I tie a lot of balloons, and I'm, I'm, I'm relatively quick at it. Brother Lee, I tied them until I thought I was getting blisters. Like, my fingers were starting to really hurt. And I, I've made a lot of balloons for people. I've never made that many. I made them until my fingers were turning raw. We had uh, some different bus workers. They call it uh, balloon hands. I've never heard of this before, but your fingers start to turn orange. I, I never had that happen. I don't know if it was just the brand of balloons that we had. I, I don't know. Uh, but it was really cool. People were coming out of the woodwork, lined up. Uh, we, we made them nonstop. I was there at... About 4.50, it started at 5, and I started about 5 till. I finally had to leave at 7.30, so for over two and a half hours, literally there was maybe a 60-second gap every now and then. But for the most part, it was nonstop. People lined up as far as we could go. There was probably six to eight of us making balloons, and all of us were busy for three hours. And I I left at 7.30 because I had to go uh, do something, but then the uh, rest of the group stayed there till after 8.30. So three and a half hours of making balloons. So, uh, and every time we did, we, Hey, we do this in Sunday school every Sunday. This is kind of the, this is why we're here. This is who we are. We make it fun. We got object lessons, super visual and parents are welcome. Handed out all kinds of cards and contacts. Anyways, really exciting. A lot of fun. So anyway, it was a neat, neat deal. If you don't take advantage of that, I would, I would at least look into it and see what your community does. They might do some variation of that. If not, do they have a farmer's market? Do they have, uh, any other community events, Christmas time, yeah. something like that, they, they usually have some event that you could probably take part of yeah. and get your church uh, some exposure. Yeah. And if it does nothing else, people now know who you are and where you're at. Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely worth, worth all the time. So, Brother Lee, we've been talking for 53 minutes, okay. and it's about, would you say, 600 degrees in here now? Because I turned the AC off. It was really cold when you came in. It ain't cold anymore. Yeah. Uh, so for the sake of the podcast, we turned off the AC, and it is boiling in here. So, guys, I think we're going to let you go unless you got right. something else, Brother Lee. No, I was just say again, uh, touch, we uh, we didn't have Sunday school, but we did have, to keep the continuity going, the uh, this Sunday school challenge. Yes. Uh, so we did have to follow up with the theme of what we're teaching on. And, uh, and so you did, did that, right? I did that. It wasn't very good. Yes, not, it was. I watched it. I, I, I thought. Yeah. Go to at ILCSundaySchool.com and weigh in if you think Brother Lee's <clears throat> challenge about yeah. grapefruit was good. It was how many you can eat, right? Is that how it started? <laughs> yeah, so I tried to work <laughs> eat in. Eat five a day or something? Yeah, so I wanted to try to do something a little different. So I worked in a little bit of an object lesson about fertilizing my grapefruit tree and how it in return is faithful to give me grapefruits. And then prayer, give them to God, and you watch what God will do to you. So I thought it was great. Like I, 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 I felt like I could have 
polished it up a little bit. Again, it was raw and unedited. And hey, that's the way we do it best. But it, hopefully, but it, 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 that's just something else we're doing. And you know what's neat? I think the school, as school gets ready to do back to school um, coming up, I think they're going to kind of do some kind of like a, a social media thing for parents, teachers, and stuff to kind of let people know what they're doing in the school and stuff. Because it's a Christian school here. That's cool. And uh, so something more kind of. It's going to be a tight-knit yeah. group, from what I understand. Uh, but uh, but just, hey, our Sunday school thing is open, and I think it's another way to engage uh, yeah. kids and their families and stuff. So so if you want to check it out, at ILC Sunday School, we do recaps of each Sunday on there. We also do um, uh, our weekly challenge and a few other things. So if you're interested, go check it out. Maybe you can use some of the info on there. Social media can be really good or really bad, depending on what, what yeah. it's used for. Um, so we're trying to hopefully use it for the good. But yeah. Lee, thank you for being here, Thanks. and thank you for everybody that listens My to pleasure. this. Okay. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. And God bless. We'll God see bless you later. Have a great day.